Hey there, podcast listener. Welcome to The Upfront Investor, the show where each and every week I give you all the very latest information on what's happening in the Australian share market. For more information, products, services, and detailed show notes with a transcript for this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the News and Media tab in the navigation. Now let's get into it. Hello and welcome to The Upfront Investor. I'm Dale Gillam, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within. And today, I'm actually going to give you a sneak preview of an article that I'm doing for the ASX newsletter for the next one, which is due out, I think, for memory. They told me, I think it comes out the 14th of October. So um, I've just sent it off to them. I think uh, I think it was Thursday I actually sent it off to them, or last Thursday. It's now the 29th of September. So it'll be out in a couple of weeks. There's about six um, stocks that I've put in there and analyzed six stocks in it. So if you're not subscribed to the ASX newsletter, so you can read the whole article of my analysis, go to theasx.com.au and I'm not sure they've changed their website. Um, but I think if you go down on the right-hand side, you can actually subscribe to their newsletter there. It's free. It goes out to about, I don't know, I think about a quarter of a million people. So, And I believe from the editor that... It will be the lead article with, uh, for this next uh, a subscription for audition for it. So that's exciting as well. But um, some of you may recall, um, oh, sorry, before I go into what I'm going to talk about, it's uh, on microcaps. Um, and you may or may not be aware that we actually sponsor the microcap conference, which is on in Melbourne every October, has been for the last, I think, four years, five years. Um, we're one of the sponsors of that. One of our directors on our board is actually the person that runs it, so we're quite happy to support that. And I've been, I think, for the last three of those years, and I always found it interesting uh, in my mind. It's being a trader and also being somebody who's you know, or running a business that we actually manage people's money. Whilst we can't invest in microcats for our clients in terms of ones that we manage portfolios for because they are too illiquid for us, um, to manage, there are some really good companies that get highlighted here. So if you've got some time, um, pop on. Um, but some of you may recall my uh, article last year on, in the ASX newsletter on the microcap conference. So I did one last year where I highlighted six stocks and, I, and I've just done one again for this year's conference. So the, this year's conference being held on the 21st and 22nd of October. Um, and in the previous piece, uh, for the ASX news that I gave, my analysis on six interesting stocks that would be highlighted at the conference. What happens is the managing directors or chief financial officers of these companies um, get on stage and have a bit of a chat about their company. So it's quite interesting, as I said, uh, very informative and very interesting. And the analysis um, that I did, I completed in the first week of August 2013. And um, had you actually invested in these stocks? Your return one year later, or just over one year later, would be around 38% if you'd bought those six stocks. Now, that's the, in turn, the gross return, obviously, we've got to take off um, costs, etc. But that's at, at the point of time of redoing my analysis of about a week ago. So before I get into my preferred stocks for this year, let's talk about exactly what microcaps are. Uh, because I find a lot of people don't really understand what a microcap is. And Now, microcap stocks can be found on the S&P Emerging Companies Index. Now, in simple terms, these stocks are selected for the index if they are ranked between uh, about 350 or around three, from 350 on to 600 in 
order of market capitalizations and they need to be trading about $200,000 per day. Um, and both of these sort of criteria are calculated roughly over a six-month average. Now, there's a few bit of other um, selection criteria to be in this S&P Emerging Companies Index, um, but you get the idea that these stocks are pretty much the lowest stocks on the totem pole um, from that point of view. If you want to understand what the S&P Emerging Companies Index, just Google it um, and you'll get into the S&P websites and you'll find out what the stocks are in here, but they are really are the lowest stocks all the low stocks on the totem pole. Now, to find these constituents in that emerging companies index, just and, and also maybe you want to get a chart of the overall performance, just visit the S&P Dow Jones Indices website. It has a tick code, ticker code of S for Sam, P for Peter, A for Apple, X for Xavier, E for Echo, C for Charlie. So that's a six-letter um, stock code. You will find the total return for the index over one year was 2.5%. Over three years, it was a minus 8.59, and over five years, minus 3%. Now, this is quite poor when you actually compare it to the All Lord News Index, which uh, returned 3.24, 10.83, and 2.7 over the same period. So the All Lords actually is, is producing better returns. Now, which that means to me that you need to be very, very, very selective of the micro cap stocks that you actually choose because some perform exceptionally well and others don't perform that well. So so let me say that often people buy micro cap shares because they wrongly perceive them as being cheap and um, as many trade at cents in the dollar and in the hope of, or well, they trade them in the hope of becoming instant millionaires because they think, well, you know, for $10,000 I can probably have a million shares um, and if they all go to a dollar I'm a millionaire and I think... That's that sort of flawed thinking that I, I come across quite regularly. Now, however, whether a stock is trading, which is cheap, can't be determined by the actual share price alone. Um, and that's really where people make judgments. You go shopping and you see something like a, a drink is $5 or $10, and you make a perception whether that's cheap or expensive based on your experience. But you can't do that with the share price. What you need to do is compare the real value of the stock against the number of shares issued. For example, if a company is valued at $1 million, and they have 1 million shares on issue, that means that each actual share is worth $1. That's its worth, because the company's worth $1 million. Now, if the current share price is actually trading at $2, but it's only worth $1, then it's a very expensive share to buy. Whereas if the share price was actually 50 cents, then it's actually cheap, because it's worth a dollar, but it's only trading at 50 cents. What the figures we're getting off the ASX are what is what we're perceiving it to be. Now, remember, a lot of shares are bought for future value, um, people are looking at one, two, three, four, five years down the track. They're looking for growth in the share price. So they're looking for these companies to grow over a period of time. And that's where you need to understand that just because a share is a low-priced share in terms of a dollar, fifty cents, ten cents, doesn't mean it's cheap. Now, the benefit of a micro cap is that it can move extremely fast in price and make you money quickly. Um, as you know, we sort of discussed making 38% in the last 12 months on the ones that I picked last uh, in the last year's uh, newsletter. However, only if you actually looked at those six stocks, only three of those six um, have made a positive return to date. So 50-50, uh, I got 50-50 right. Right now, 50% of them are trading high and 50% are trading low. Even though all of them traded higher after my analysis. So my initial analysis in August last year, they all traded up after that. Um, and three of them obviously have since fallen away. So the ability to move fast is also one of the risks in microcaps, and it makes them much more hit and miss. And therefore, you really do need to know a lot more about them and what you're buying into. 
than you would when you're buying, let's say, a BHP or a NAB or a Rio or, a, um, you know, ANZ. Now, when buying microcaps, you also need to be aware that of the liquidity risks that exist, because there's dramatically less trading occurs on these shares, which means um, the, uh, you need to be really aware that just because you can buy a share and you can always buy a share in a microcap, or you can always buy a share in any stock, pretty much, but it doesn't really mean you can sell it at a price that you might want, or even a fair price, and sell it when you want to. Just because people are there, you might be trying to sell, but maybe nobody wants to buy. Uh, and those low liquid stocks, sometimes that happens. And you'll see if you look at these daily charts, you'll see lots of horizontal lines or no lines or gaps between the lines, simply because there's days where some of them don't even trade. And you don't want to be caught in that, especially if, the, if it is free falling or, or going down. Um, microcaps really don't suit anybody, uh, or sorry, anybody, everybody, especially uh, given many don't pay dividends. Remember that past performance is really no guarantee of what a stock will do in the future. Often you'll see people get into microcaps because they've risen 100% in the last five weeks and on heavy volume, and they just, or higher volume, and they shoot up to 100%. People just go, wow, this thing's moving. Look at the volume. Let's get into it. And they buy, and then it sits there or goes straight back down to where it was. I see that so often. So your chances of getting one of these right is way, way less than 10%. It's probably less, probably 1%, um, especially if you don't have any knowledge. So they are one of those stocks that you really need to do a lot more research on. Um, they're really more suitable for investors with a high tolerance for risk um, and in their growth stages of their portfolio um, and also experienced traders. Now, unless you're an experienced trader, don't even bother because you'll actually get your timing wrong and you'll constantly get it wrong. And spending five years on Sky Channel uh, answering questions about these sorts of stocks for people, it, it just reinforced every single month when I was on it, it kept reinforcing that people with, with who don't have the knowledge get slammed on these stocks all the time. So if you're going to trade them, make sure you really, really are a good experienced trader before you start doing them um, and really pick the IT out of them. That said, they can be really fun and very profitable if you pick the right company. And I enjoy watching them grow and expand over time. I enjoy watching the the MDs present on their companies and finding out what they're doing and getting, you know, and, and their CFOs and going, wow, this is interesting what this company's doing. And then go back to next year and see what they're doing or watch them. And there are a couple I looked at last year um, and the year before, people like Jumbo Interactive, um, which is into the um, online betting, uh, online tax lotto, sorry, online tax lotto, and they're expanding into the US and, and Europe. And um, they were great, good-looking stock, and they've done really well. So um, I haven't looked at them recently, so I'm not giving you a recommendation on them. Another one was uh, Veritas, which was into, I believe, a memory in the Apple stores. Not the Apple, Apple stores, but uh, what do they call them? Um, there's another company, what is uh, Veritas, but it's like um, Nextbyte Apple stores. Um, they're also into like phones, like PhoneZone and stuff like that. So there's a, they're very good, both both profitable companies making money. Um, but they are microcaps, and so they're also good. And there was a few others that I did look at. So go back and look at, or go to the ASX website and type in um, my name into the search and look for my microcap article from last year and have a read of that if you haven't seen it. But what you need to, as I said, you need to be aware they can be, whilst they can be fun uh, and profitable if you get the right one, because to me it's about watching them grow over a particular time. But a word of advice is I suggest that um, your collective holding or the total of your holdings, these stocks shouldn't take up more than 10% of your total portfolio, preferably less, you know, only a little bit of, I suppose, play money, if that makes sense to, to some of you people. Um, a little bit of play money 
can be a bit of fun watching them, especially some good companies that I've lost, like two of the ones that I've just mentioned uh, from that point of view. Now, before buying a micro cap, I recommend you do three things. One is ensure you have revenue, have ensure they have revenue coming in from actual sales, that they're actually physically selling something. Some of those micro caps aren't even selling anything yet. They're just researching or exploring those sorts of things. And pre- preferably, they're actually profitable in those sales, so they're actually making a profit. Not all of them will be making a profit, but preferably they should be. Number two, ensure they don't have a high level of debt. You don't want a stock with a high level of debt because that's high risk. And number three, always, always, always look at the monthly chart to ensure that the price is going up rather than going down. Uh, it's pretty simple, those three rules. Um, the stocks I highlighted this uh, in this newsletter. Now, don't tell anybody this. This is a secret. Now, also, I'm not telling you these are just buy. These are... I'm not giving these as recommendations to buy either. They're companies that look interesting to me. They're showing some interesting signs on a chart and they've got some interesting fundamentals around them. But you will need to research these yourself. Um, And I'm not saying that they're going to go up from where they are because they could all go down because it really is 50-50. But the ones that caught my eye this year out of the ones that are attending the conference, uh, one's called, one's AMA, uh, another one's ATP, um, another one's DV Victor A, um, NEA, QHL, and RGS. One of them's Diverso, and that's actually losing money, but it's in financial services. That's DVA. And Diverso actually has just bought um, Trustco, which is a superannuation trustee, and, and Diverso is um, into superannuation and fund management. They made a loss last year, but they look quite interesting from a point of view of future growth because being in the industry um, I'm hearing a lot about them so that's part of the reason why I do that another one I found quite interesting was this QHL um, and I'm in they're into um, what is that what do they call it um, carbon fiber composites for for airplanes um, and for they have defense and military contracts so sort of defense and military the same thing um, defense and aerospace contracts um, so they are looking good and um, uh, to me, there's a couple of really good-looking stocks in here, so go and have a look at those again yourself. Um, read the read my article when it comes out in a couple of weeks with the ASX to give you my full rundown on them. Uh, I wouldn't suggest you rush in and buy these any of these six. As I said, you need to really do your own research on them because that's micro caps. Unless you do fully do your own research, then you should never be touching these things. Um, that's my big strong word of warning. Um, so I'll say that's enough on micro caps. But let's, let's get into what I think the market's going to do right now. Um, to me, the All Orders Index, or in the last week, is it really continued to soften over the past week, falling uh, last Monday below the previous week's low, which was a 5379 points. Now, interesting, our market largely traded sideways for the majority of trading last week. And I might say to me, that looks like a good sign. Um, the trading activity that occurred over the week was actually quite volatile as the market swung up and down around that 5400 point level. Now, this sort of activity is really what's known as indecision. And indecision is often what we might see right before the stock or a market makes its low. And it can also be the, the true for all the case near market highs is why you start getting this indecision. Is it going to get going higher? Is it going to start to go down? So you get this indecision. Now, the way the Australian share market has fallen over recent weeks has not come as a surprise, as you know, given the, the recent global financial issues. Now, further news about the Chinese economy, iron ore price declines um, in iron ore and obviously the Australian dollar dropping, all of this negative information is really combined to dampen the mood in our market. So you can understand why the indecision is around. 
But this recent indecision means we could see one short final little sell-off before the market makes it low and, and turns to rebound back up into being bullish again. So you might looking for this floor for it to find all support uh, and then to start moving up. Because I still think it's going to move up again before the, towards the end of the year. Um, nothing's happening at the moment to suggest it won't. That said, I'm still prepared for it to be moving down into its longer term low. Right now, I just don't think it is. As mentioned last week, a fall um, or a run, a, um, a bearish run for between four and six weeks is not uncommon for the market to fall into its low. Uh, and right now, we're in that um, period now for that. So to me, my advice, just sit back sit, or sit tight, watch. But if your stocks do trigger any stop losses, make sure you stick to your stop losses. I'm Dale Gillen. I'm sorry, can't even say my own name. Um, I'm Dale Gillen, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within. You've been listening to The Upfront Investor. Good luck. Take care. I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's Upfront Investor podcast. For more information, products and services, and detailed show notes with a transcript for this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the News and Media tab in the navigation.